0: Mental health check in with Leak. Come on and check in
1: with me. Mental health check in with Leak. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with Leak. Come on and check in with me. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with Leak. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-in with Leak. Today I have a special guest Ismail Amir, how are you doing, my brother?
0: I am well, man. I'm blessed. Thank you so much for asking, and thank you for having me as well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, been a long day at work, but you know, yeah. I'm glad to jump in my room and do this podcast. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for, you know, coming on to talk
0: about mental health. No doubt, man. I'm grateful to be here. I think this is so important. Um, so I'm grateful that you asked me, and I'm excited to to be present.
1: Yeah, so I think I saw Instagram real of yours and I was like, I got to get him on this podcast. It was like really, really dope. I was like, got to get him on. <laughs> so thank you for responding.
0: No doubt, man. No doubt.
1: So my first question, I ask all my guests when they come on this question, I'm going to ask you,
0: how is your mental health? Ooh, man, that's such an important question. Um, you know, overall, I would say pretty, pretty well. Um, I, I've come a, a very long way, uh, but I definitely will say that like over the past, like 24 or so hours have been a little bit challenging for me. Uh, the Yesterday, or, you know, uh, depending on when listeners get a chance to hear this, but uh, when we're recording, yesterday was Mother's Day. Uh, and, you know, I think for me, that's one of those holidays that I don't necessarily recognize that I'm a little bit struggling with until uh, I'm in the thick of it. So long story short, both of, I actually uh, lost both of my parents at a really young age. My mom passed away when I was five. And my father passed away when I was 11. Uh, but generally, I feel like I do pretty well, you know, on, an, on a day to day, you know, I've come a very long way with, you know, embracing all of those things, everything that I've been through. Um, but a day like yesterday, it was a little bit challenging, uh, you know, just reflecting and missing out, uh, you know, missing missing out on moms. So uh, but overall, man, pretty, pretty well, um, you know, mental health is something that I've been, um, I feel like growing with throughout my life um so i definitely feel like i'm i'm uh, in a pretty good place overall
1: um it's crazy that you say that um yesterday was a struggle for me so you know i lost my mom 2019 liver cancer so like mm. i think like 3 years ago so you know um remember they for me, it's different. You know, my grandma raised me. She's not here no more, either. So it's a little hard for me, you know, to be in a mood. Like I wish people some Mother's Day, and every Mother's Day, but I just was in my own mood and funk, and just like I just hate this feeling. You know, not be able to call. You know, that person not be able to. You know, if I'm when I'm bored in Delaware, I can't go to them and just talk to them, or just like i know if I go to Philly, I can go to the house. Like if I come to Philly, I know I got, really got nowhere to stay, but I know if they was here, I could stay there and stuff like that So you know. Yeah. Um, Man, I like to ask that question about how's your mental health, because I feel like we could walk around and ask people, how are you doing all day, right? But when we ask, how's your mental health, that opens the door to a deeper conversation for someone to say, I'm
0: doing okay, but yeah. mentally
1: struggling. So I love love that question. I,
0: I'm going st- to steal that from you, Leek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for, for real, like I, I truly appreciate that perspective, like you said, because when we ask, we ask people all day, every day, how are you, right? And that's left open for interpretation, right? You got so many different types of health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, right? Like relationship health, like all of that. You know what I mean? Like that leaves it open for interpretation. But when you specify like, yo, how's your how's your mental doing? Yeah. Um, it forces people to really, really think about that. So I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm, I'm stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind.
1: That's cool. I had a, I was selling t-shirts at one time. I need to get back into it and doing it again. What did, um, what did they say? How's
0: your mental health? Of, yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> I for got
1: sure. that. But my next question for you is right, how growing up, was it okay not to be okay?
0: second mm. like favorite question to ask after that first one, oh man, um, no, you know, and i I don't think that it was like it wasn't that you know, you got in trouble, right if if you said, at least in my household, right? It wasn't like, how dare you not be okay, blah blah blah, you know what I mean, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but it was really just kind of like a redirect, it felt like, you know what I mean? Like if you said no, it was kind of like trying to redirect you to focus on all of the things that, you know, are going well that you do have, um, you know, to be thankful for, which is absolutely important, you know what I mean? Uh, But definitely, I don't feel like there was a space to like really dive in and embrace, uh, you know, those feelings of not being, not being okay.
1: That's my second favorite question to ask. The only reason I like answering that question because I feel like everybody grows up differently, right? You know, there's no right and wrong um, right. answer to the question. Everybody grows up differently. And it's always amusing to see how differently we grow up. You know, some people, you know, it was okay for them to not be okay. And, you know, it was some people it wasn't okay. So, you know, and still be able to talk about mental health and deal with mental health issues. I think that's like one of my second favorite questions. Second.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it is. It's it's a really great question. Um, And it just, so I'm a dad, I'm a father as well, right? My wife and I have uh, my son who's four and our daughter who's almost two. And it makes, that question has me sitting here making me think like, how can I make sure that I create a safe space for my kids? And am I, you know, going to be intentional about asking them those questions? um and what does you know generating that space look like to let them um be okay with not being okay
1: yeah um my next question for you is there's a stigma right surrounding mental health right but there's also another stigma surrounding men's mental health Mm. but there's a third stigma surrounding black men's mental health right What do you say to that stigma that says, you know, men can't be weak. You know, we have to man up, you know, we can't cry. We have to get over it. You know, you'll get through it for me. Like, what do you say to that stigma?
0: That is stupid and that is nonsense. And that if there's anybody that's listening, that subscribes to that way of thinking, uh, I want you to know that I love you, but you, you absolutely are wrong and you got to get out of it. Um, you know, I often think about, like, along when I'm thinking about that, um, and I definitely agree, right, that's that's like how a lot of us were brought up and have been brought up in the mindset and the belief in, in the Black community, specifically with Black men, but I always get this image of my head, in my head of, um, you know, we've all seen what happens when you shake up a soda bottle and then take the lid off of it, but I, I know you probably, because I feel like we're similar in age. I feel like you've seen. I've never done it, but have you ever seen when they put like the Mentos in the? Yeah, soda, I saw that on soda? TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's what comes to mind. Like not just shaking the soda, up, but like putting that Mentos in it when it's going to like explode, like fire everywhere. Um, and at the end of the day, like you can't suppress your feelings. I mean, you can, you can suppress them, but when you suppress them, you're just pushing them further down in the bottle and at some point that soda can is going to erupt and the crazy part is, is that it's often in a circumstance or a place that's totally unrelated if you will to you know what is causing us that that frustration or that pain um and we'll end up losing it or you end up losing it in the wrong place at the wrong time but it's a trigger and something triggers you something reminds you of that pain and then somebody's going to catch hell that doesn't deserve to catch that hell and you're putting yourself, we put ourselves through hell when we bottle, you know, that stuff up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: I say the stigma, I think it's BS, you know, I feel like um so so many men are dying you know I'm not sure I said the correct term dying by suicide because they feel like they have no safe place to talk instead of wanting to talk people are judging them for you know being too emotional being too weak and that's cool you know suicide rate in men are high you know are high high you know I feel like we're talking yeah we're talking more about mental health but as others out there you got to be kind of people you know you never know what nobody is battling with battling with or just struggling. You never know what your words, words do hurt some people, you know, it don't hurt everybody, but people that are struggling mentally, it can hurt them. I've been in that spot before. And that, which leads us into our next question. And before you answer the question, I'm gonna answer first, but I wanna say anybody that's listening and struggling with any thoughts of suicide or any deep suicide ideation, or deep depression, there is a suicide crisis number out there. The number is 988. If you, or you know someone that's struggling, Please dial that number. They are there for you. Three hundred sixty-five days. You could be bored, lonely, sad. I just need someone to talk to. They are there. And my question for you: Have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide? If you haven't, have you lost someone Have you lost someone to suicide? And I'll answer first. Um, as a child, you know, I just turned thirty-three and <laughs> made eleven, I just turned thirty-three. And Oh, thank you. I feel. Yep i'm 34 you listen we right there oh we was right age you was right (laughs) um as a child i was sexually abused by two of my male cousins so um i didn't deal with that trauma you know that's a whole thing of trauma i didn't deal with that i tried to push in the back of my head you know there's times that i just remember recently like where i ran into the street i was in lebanon pa my dad i ran into the street and tried to get hit by a car i think i was trying to commit suicide Mm -hmm. um You know, dealing with that trauma was a lot. I didn't start dealing with it till I got to the age 26, you know, um, when I started going back to church and I realized I had issues with being around men. I was very uncomfortable. I didn't feel like a man. I didn't feel like I belong. You know, I didn't didn't feel like I didn't didn't want to be here. You know, I wanted to die. I hated my life and stuff. I hated myself because of what happened to me. You know, I didn't tell nobody. You know, I told four people, but I didn't tell like my grandma raised me. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell nobody because I f- was trying to protect my abusers. I was trying to protect a family. I was trying to protect them, but nobody was trying to protect me. So, you know, 2019, you know, I told you earlier my mom died from liver cancer. Then nine months later I lost my sister. So, you know, grief, trauma, trying to heal yourself, you just dealing with so much stuff coming at you at once. Um there has been times where I tried to attempt, you know, had plans. Recently, I was suicidal. I was yesterday. I was just like, you know, like it sucks that I don't have a mom here. It sucks that my grandma not here, just that somebody to talk to or just go hang with and stuff like that. Because, you no, know, sorry, yo, Delaware is boring. It's <laughs> I don't know nobody up here. I don't know nobody up here. But it's so sad, stuff like that. You know, I not a medical professional, but I take shrooms. You know, they put them in gummies and it works wonders. You know. I was a little sad, my birthday was right there, then my mom, you know, then Mother's Day, it was just so sad for me, I want to say anybody that's listening, if you are struggling, you know, I do this podcast, um, this is going to be episode 99, and I'm almost at 100, so, you know, I'm, I struggle still, you know, as times I show up here to have these conversations where I was just suicidal, or I was crying, or I was having a bad day, you know, it makes us human, you know, to admit that you know we're struggling you know don't never be afraid to reach out for help you know I was volunteering for NAMI bus county um I was doing um I was facilitating support groups free support groups that that resource is out there it's not intended to replace therapy NAMI bus county is an amazing organization even though they have all NAMI's different everywhere else in the world but NAMI bus county has free online support groups and everybody loves free you know had different groups, um, a Black Minds Matter group, anxiety, depression group, peer support, grief, creative minds, just different type of groups that, you know, being a group of people that understand your mental health.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so a couple things. Um, one, I haven't been on a lot of podcasts, quite honestly, Only, a, only a handful, like maybe, you know, somewhere between five and 10. But I was just on another podcast last week, a recording last week, and I believe it was her 99th episode that I was on, and so today to be on your 99th episode there's um, something to that. There's something dope about that. Um, I'm also, you know, a a, a man of faith, um, and I believe, you know, that everything happens for a reason. Now I'll be the first to admit that I don't always um, act or behave with that in mind, right? Like I don't always have that clarity or that faith in my steps to remember that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe that. Um, but I say all of that to say again, like, you know, thank you. I'm grateful for this podcast that you have taken this and decided to bring it to life because it's so important and so powerful. Um and I think for me, um, you know, I, I've never attempted suicide or, or had any ideas or plans myself. Um but I for sure um, can remember being a teenager, you know, just being in my room um, and spent a lot of time alone in my teenage years. I shared before, right, that, you know, both of my parents had passed by the time I was 11. Uh, just wondering why, right? Like, why am I here really is is the main question that I asked. So, um you know, not like, why did this happen to me? But that was part of it, right? It was like, why am I even alive, right? Like, I'm only 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, and I've experienced this loss and I feel alone and all of these kinds of things. Um, so, definitely wondering, you know, like, why am I here? Uh, but in terms of like, again, like, I've never, you know, ideated or actually made plans to, to, to take my own life. Um, but I do, I think that it was in those moments too that, I feel like I've always just kind of felt like there was a reason that I'm here, even if I don't know what that reason is. And I I try my best to make that into my like my guiding light, if you will, of just bringing myself back to remembering that like, yo, there's a reason. uh, And you're going to pursue that reason, you're going to find out what you know what those reasons are. Um, And, you know, I'm grateful to say that I've definitely had some revelations, right? Like, God has revealed to me at times, like, this is why, right? This is why the thing you've been through, the things that you've been through, so that you can, you know, be of of service and share and help and testify and all of these kinds of things. Um, And even as well, like, I've I've been blessed to build relationships with people where I've had some, some conversations where people share with me that they were planning, right, that they were making plans. Um, or they had thought about how they were going to take their life. Um, and the fact that they felt vulnerable and comfortable enough being vulnerable to share with me what they were experiencing, um, you know, has allowed for me to just be a listening ear and to just care and to just love on people. Um, because it it often can feel like we're in this thing alone. Like we can feel like we're in this life alone. Um, but we never know how much other people care um, or want to be there or do value us oftentimes until we're at our lowest point right until we're having destructive ideations or destructive thoughts where we feel desperate right and like that's the only time that we ever really open up or talk about you know how we're really feeling um and that's why right like that's why bringing it back to your previous question about like the stigma like or like but you know not being it not being allowed to have emotions or to express emotions. It's like, that's why it's important, right? Like when we're vulnerable enough to open up and say, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm feeling is when we're able to create that connection and use that connection to build with other people and to be of service and to be of purpose. Um, So, you know, again, like this is so important. And I'm so grateful that you invited me on and that we get to, you know, connect and build and have this conversation
1: I, I love to do this because, like, it gives me ideas when I have people on, right? So, you you haven't listened to the podcast yet, but um, I, sometimes I do group panels, like, with fr- you know, brothers, you know, yeah. males, you know, I try to have different, you know, topics and stuff like that. So, like, it gives me ideas of, like, when people like you come on, it's, like, so dope and stuff like that, and it gives me ideas to be like, you know what, I could put this episode together, I could put this episode together, and it'd be so, so good, um, I do have a question for you. Right. So let's talk about, you know, we talk about mental health, right. Looking at your Instagram, you know, it says you speak to youth and adults about trauma, adversity, emotional intelligence healthy relationships. Um, talk more, talk more about that.
0: Yeah. Um, is really the, the fruit or the, you know, the, the aftermath of my life experiences. Um, again, I believe that everything happens for a reason. A lot of times when we have no idea what that reason is, but, you know, I shared my background with losing my parents. Um, I was blessed to get into college and I studied at Westchester university. I studied communication studies, um, having no idea, um, you know, what that was going to lead to initially. I thought I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. uh, but I graduated from Westchester, uh, 40,000 plus dollars in debt, uh, and then took a part-time job working retail making initially 11 dollars an hour 40,000 dollars in debt as uh, you know some of my friends were coming out of college getting to, getting jobs in their career fields making you know 60 70 80 up um but long story short um i was blessed and i spent 10 years working for apple that was the retail company i was working for um and had a lot of career success if you will um you know climbing up the ladder getting promotions ultimately being manager leading teams developing teams overseeing diversity equity and inclusion and blah 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 all of that kind of stuff uh but the thing that i learned that helped me at apple and helped me grow was my ability to connect with people my ability to empathize with people sort of really you know Not feel sorry for people's circumstances, but to understand how they feel and to put myself in their shoes. And I believe, you know, the core of that is from the experiences that I had, right, growing up. Um, So, long story short, uh, it was back in like 2018, um, I was invited by a friend to come back up to Westchester and to lead a workshop for their Brothers of Excellence conference. Um, that they did on an annual basis. And I was too nervous to do it by myself. So I did it with like four of my homies. We led the, the workshop. And at the end of it, it felt so purposeful. It felt so great. It felt so authentic. I was like, yo, I want to do more of this. But I also realized that I need to be stepping out and doing this, you know, on my own. So from there, um, I've been blessed to be able to do a couple I did a couple of workshops like at the Community College of Philadelphia and your Sinus College and some other colleges. Um, And then when the pandemic hit right that forced a lot of people to really reevaluate their lives and what they wanted to do and all of that and I was still working for Apple at the time but I was the stores were shut down and I was at home and I felt like I was not felt like I was working more from home than I had ever worked in a retail store which makes zero sense the fact that I was at home and the stores weren't open um but the long story short of it is I realized like yo What is it that I was passionate about and what is it that I was skilled at? And it was it was those emotional skills, right? Like empathy, listening, communication skills, body language, nonverbal, all of those kinds of things. Um, And I decided to just start trying to give back as more as I as often as I could. And speaking at different schools and universities and colleges and so on and so forth, um, that ultimately, you know, I, I started pursuing that full time. And that's what I've been doing full time for the past uh, two plus years, um, you know, at different schools and universities, I do trainings and and workshops for educators as well, all related to these social and emotional skills, which I believe and quite honestly, I think, you know, we know that these are the skills that um, our communities, our black and brown communities don't really have um. At a, at a proficient enough level, um, because we were we the stigma, right, is that we're not supposed to feel we're not supposed to tap into our feelings or acknowledge our feelings. Um, but when you like dive in and you do the research and you understand how important, um, you know, these skills are to life, like employers actually prefer these skills over the technical skills. So, you know, like I'm passionate about it and I enjoy learning about it. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful to be able to do this uh, on a daily basis to be able to come out um, and connect and help our youth and help adults develop these skill sets.
1: Thank you, man. That's so dope. For all the work that you're doing, man. Thank you, brother. So dope, my brother. Um, my next question for you is right, what are some coping skills that you could recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health, right? And before, my brother answers my coping skills his coping skills may not work for you but there is somebody out there that it may work for so i like
0: to yeah say that <laughs> no that's a it's a great point um because it's not you know everything is not for everybody and i, I i'm happy that you said that cuz i i definitely don't think that i would have um you know put that that caveat out there but it's important to know so it is important to find what works for you um and also to recognize that skills right require practice so the first time that you do it you're probably not going to be good at it the hundredth time that you do it you might not be good at it but i guarantee you you'll be better the hundredth time than you were the first time and so on and so forth um uh, so you know just a, a couple that i that work for me um and and please don't get it twisted y'all i'm not perfect that i at just share with y'all right that i've been in a, a bit of a, a mental funk the past 24 or so hours um I'm not perfect at it but i'm building the behaviors to the best of my ability right so one is journaling um and that's one man that probably three or four years ago if you would have told me journaling i would have looked at you like you had foreheads and laughed in your face and told you that journaling is for girls that's what i would have said right because i associated journaling with diaries and girls have diaries right um but journaling man um and, and I will emphasize that it's important to actually use pen and paper. We live in 2023, so, you know, it's the technology iPhone age, and that's, iPhone, you know, technology is great, don't get that twisted, but um, the, the research actually tells us that when you put pen to paper, uh, it's actually helpful uh, in helping us cement things into our memory, um, and then to helping us feel more attached and connected to that thing because we're making it tangible we're making it real by writing it down um, so journaling is one um, and with that it is practicing gratitude um, you know when i get in my my journal and i just start my day by writing the things that i'm thankful for um, and it could be as simple as i'm sitting there with my pen and my paper and my cup of coffee and i will write that i'm thankful for the smell of that coffee coming out of that cup Right, like anything and everything that you can acknowledge um, is great in journaling, um, and it does help you just have a sense of what's beautiful and what's good in the world. So journaling, um, another one for sure is physical exercise, um, and I'm happy that this camera only has me from the waist up uh, because I, I trust me, y'all want to see I'm a little I'm a little uh, out of shape for real for real. If I'm being you know all the way real, but um, you know I do enjoy running. Um, although I don't do it nowhere near as, as often as I should, I do enjoy lifting. Um, and then, in addition to that, just being outside, man, there's something so therapeutic about for me, the sound of running water. um, you know, if I find like a little waterfall or just anything I, when I'm walking outside in nature, um, it really, really helps. Um, and then one more um skill that it, that we are underskilled at, um is they call it name it to tame it. So the research actually indicates that when you are able to name the emotion that you're feeling, and most people can't really, we'll say most, a lot of people can't even name what they're feeling, right? They might be, know that they're feeling bad or feeling sad, but not necessarily the specific of what that um, emotion is when it's more nuanced right but long story short is when we can name our emotions what it actually does is is that it creates space between our mind and that emotion right so simplest form is like when we say I'm sad or I'm tired right that is becoming our identity I am that thing I am sad I am tired I am upset but just the subtle practice of getting to the habit of saying, I am feeling, right? I am feeling upset, create space in our brain to separate us from that emotion. And the research indicates that just getting better at that can help us, again, create perspective and realize, okay, it's okay to feel that way, right? But it's not my identity, and this feeling, this too shall pass, right? Or we can then think about the steps to take to, um, you know, um, overcome those feelings or to navigate them.
1: That's so dope, man. Um, Like I said, coping skills work differently for everybody. You know, make sure you get these dumb gems that he just dropped, you know. I know it's pretty sure something in there that could work for somebody. And my last question for you is, right. Somebody is listening, right? And they're struggling with their mental health. What do you tell that someone that's listening why is it important that they put their mental health first, right? You know, a lot of people, you know, we struggle with mental health when we always put others before ourselves. Can you yeah. let the person know that's listening? You know, or it could be your kids or just somebody in your family that you're talking to. Why it is so important that we put our mental health first?
0: Yeah. Um, man, there's there's so many reasons, but the simplest, most direct answer is everything, everything. And I want to emphasize everything. Starts in our mind, right? You can't even move your arm or lift your hand without it being processed in your mind first, right? So we 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 have to recognize that as a fact, and we have to then realize that if we're not intentional about taking care of our mind and our mental health, then if you don't use it, you lose it you know, it's it's kind of the old adage that they say. Um, And there's so much emphasis on physical health in society and what we eat and all of those things forever, for as long as I can remember, right? You remember being in school and gym class and all of these things about physical health, right? Phys ed. But mental health does not get nearly the amount of attention that it needs. Um, and I'll never forget my my cousin, um, him and I are six months apart in age, like he's my first best friend, if you will, outside of my older brother. Um, but I remember him telling me a few years back, he used to say the mind is the mind is the body. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> but when you meditate on that, and you think about it long enough, you, you realize that it is the truth, right? That like, you can be feeling stressed you can be feeling tired you can be feeling upset angry happy all of those things and that's literally because your mind right is is in that place right so it starts there um and i just i want our people to know that man like when you focus on your mind your body will follow and it, it's it's that simple so when we build those practices and those best habits um it's going to help us live that healthy and um, purposeful life so that we then can focus on pouring out and being a blessing and being of service to other people
1: yes yes i love that i love that i love that i always say it's important that you put yourself first because no one's going to put your yourself her first like you are um yeah others when you're empty you know you gotta get you gotta fill your sometimes you gotta fill your own cup you gotta water your own flowers and make sure you're okay you cannot be you know i'm a witness to it you know you can't be there for people when I mean, you're not okay yourself you're not okay with them so make sure you put yourself first make sure you know you get into therapy that's a must that is a coping skill you know and therapy yeah. may not be for everybody but you know at least try it you know and if you get into therapy you can't find the right therapist keep trying It took me like three times to find the right therapist um just guys just make sure you're taking care of yourself and you know ladies and gentlemen Ishmael, Amir, thank you so much for saying yes. You know, I'm always excited when I have guys come on here because you know I feel like these conversations with men need to be had more. You know, we need to have these conversations, these open dialogues, talking about mental health and raising awareness. And I just want to thank you, thank you,
0: thank you, my brother. Thank you, thank you, bro, brother. Seriously, like this is so important um, and it's needed. And there's just not enough of it and it takes this right it takes the commitment that you have and the work that you're doing to help break the stigma so that black men men black people and people in general um will be willing to to do the work right and to realize um how important it is so i I, i'm thankful for you and thank you for the invite
1: thank you you. do you got anything you want to promote before we go anything you got going on you know you're going to put it out there
0: uh, just follow me. Follow me on on Instagram, um, YouTube as well. I'm more active on Instagram than I am on, am on YouTube, but I'm working on it. Um it's it's at I am speaks23. So it's at I A M S P E A K S 23. Um, I'm very passionate about the work, you know, that I do. I'm very passionate about um our people. Um, And I'm grateful for these for this opportunity right so if anyone ever needs um, anything at all someone to connect with their youth come speak to students or groups or adults or whoever it is. um, This is the work that I've committed my life to, um, and I'm grateful and excited at every opportunity to do so so uh, please follow me and all of my upcoming events and things like that um, I post and will be posting to my social media. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much, brother. Thank you again for saying yes. Thank you again for talking about mental health. Thank
0: you. Thank you again. Thank you so much. No doubt, bro. Thank you.